podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, hello everybody and welcome to the penultimate episode of Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Now, Ammo, this is our second to last episode um, coming just after the, the Chelsea game and Liverpool lifting the trophy and all the amazing things that we've seen over the last 24 hours um, since since all that's gone on. So, how's your week been? And then secondly, just to branch it out a bit, how was last night? How was watching Liverpool lift that trophy for the first time in, in your lifetime, really? Yeah, Danny, I mean, I'm not going to lie, the whole week kind of built up to to, to, to this moment. Um, a whole year kind of, but the whole week. Um, of course. Um, how can I put it? How can I describe it? Well, we we, we learned one thing, Henderson put his kit on. Um, but do you know what? Because he wasn't the first to do it, I think he'll you'll almost get away with it a little bit. You know, it's it's kind of like um, how I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like well, he wasn't the first one to do it. John Terry's done it. Um, and Jordan Henderson's done it now, so it's kind of like he wasn't the first one to do it. So I think the initial jokes have kind of wore off for Terry. So as much as we didn't want him to do it, um, he'd done it and it, it didn't take away from it. I thought the Fort Liverpool Football Club and the organisation, I know, put it in the cop was quite fitting. Um, it was great to see. Um, I was with a, a group of close friends and uh, the smiles were just on people's faces. Um, do you know what's a shame? Because I'm, I'm one of the world's worst for... Um, Taking videos and pictures and social media and, and 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 I've been guilty as I think a lot of people listen to this and I've kind of the, the younger generation in the past of I've been at live gigs and I've been at live football matches and even just family events and you you, you pick your phone out you pick your phone up before you even actually have a moment to go wow has yeah. this happened and I promised myself last night that um, I'm just going to take it in and and whatever people catch on. No camera, they do, they do, they don't, they don't. Mm. And uh, I just put my phone in my pocket and I just sat there and I'm not going to lie, I was closer to years to see it. And um, I still actually haven't had a chance to like listen to all the interviews and you know the reaction of the players. I've seen little bits. Um, but yeah, it's been done now. It was, obviously it was tarnished with no fans. We've discussed it a thousand times over. But my overwhelming feeling, Danny, without going on too much about it, is I'm just... I'm so happy. I'm so so happy. It's 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 amazing, and I'm buzzing for the likes of your Arnolds and your um, Joneses. You know, two scouts have lifted the Premier League trophy now, um, and that's always been the thing with Carrigan Gerrard. You know, the burden over the years. We've watched it. It's happened, and uh, yeah. I mean, what about you? What what was your? Oh, I know you you posted with your wee girl, and she, you know, it's, it's a special moment because it's something you've not seen, and she already has at the young age of five, isn't she? Yeah. So, I mean, tell me, tell me, you what's your overwhelming feeling, Danny? Yeah, as you said, it was it was really interesting because like I didn't I didn't go out. I think for me, uh, that was always the fear. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch Liverpool lift the trophy. I'm not going to be out. Um, we've already mentioned it on the podcast. I've, I've got a what two week old baby and two other kids, and I just knew I wasn't getting out anywhere to be able to be out with people to see the trophy getting lifted. Um, so I was like, I was kind of worried that it wasn't, it was going to be a bit of an anti-climax mixed with the fact that it was going to be an empty stadium and all these different yeah. things. But when, when you watch the moment, I think first and foremost, I've got to mention, which, which you touched on there, I think Liverpool put on an amazing performance of it. 
the way that yeah. they've done it, taking all the lights down in the stadium, the fireworks displays, the way that it, it worked. It almost, as you said, I think when when we, we go back to that ominous John Terry lifting the trophy moment, like John Terry, like they lifted the trophy straight after the game. So John Terry ran into the changing room, put his full kit on, came out to lift the trophy, and it was very noticeable. With Liverpool, you'd had a, you'd had a half an hour wait in between. Klopp comes out with a shirt on. Everyone's got the champion shirts on. It didn't quite look as bad. There was that time. There was that whole time of being able to the transition of people getting changed, like loads of the boys coming out yeah. and the trainers and all. It, it wasn't as bad as what I think maybe we built it up. Um, yeah, yeah. Clever by Liverpool by kind of making everyone wear the same thing as opposed to Chelsea. You know the backroom staff and all within their tracksuit. So I get. I didn't actually. I've never thought about that until now, but. It was probably a bit clever by Liverpool doing that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they'd done really well to put it together. And even, the, as I said, the light show, the lot was really, really good. And you kind of forgot, they lift the trophy up, the old cheer, you kind of forgot that there wasn't fans there. Uh, it was only when you sort of stepped out of it and thought about it. But I thought that they'd done a really good job. And yeah, as you said, I was sitting here with my little five-year-old girl. Um, and, and I think I put it up on social media last night. Uh, yeah, although yeah. I had the same realisation as you. That at one point, and I'd love to hear the the opinions of people that actually done it. The amount I, I when I watched Liverpool about to lift the trophy, my first thought was to get my phone out and film the TV. And I was like, why? Why am I thinking of doing this? Why am I thinking You're of filming Liverpool? One. Not the only one. Yeah, and I seen so many last night. And you sort of, I'd love to know from people that have done it. Why do we have this automatic urge to have to like? take a video or take a picture and put it up on our social media just to sort of show we were there instead of living in the moment. Um, but yeah, it was nice to have that moment that it was just, it was me and my daughter and my wife um, and we sat there and we watched them lift the trophy. And as you said, there was that moment you sort of got a bit choked up. Um, the whole, like loads of people will have heard it now, the whole Jamie Webster song, uh, This Place yeah. that they sang before, um, the trophy lifting. And it just, it kind of sums up the city, when you listen to the words of it all, it sums up the atmosphere of the city, the people, how much they've wanted this moment, uh, and how yeah, much they've sort of, yeah, yeah, we've pulled together through so much, through so much trying to drag the city down, uh, and to be able to see us be built up to this place of, of championship, uh, and to finally see us lift that trophy was just, it was amazing. And as you said, my daughter has known nothing but Liverpool winning trophies. In, since she's got into football, she's seen us win four trophies in the last two <laughs> years, and it's just been amazing to. We long may continue as well. <laughs> I know that's what I was saying. I really hope that she doesn't have to wait as long as what I did. I said I was two and a half when Liverpool lifted it last time, and I've waited thirty years. I hope that she doesn't have to have the same wait. But I really think, and I think we'll go on to the Chelsea game in a second. I think from the way we played, if the performances that we put on put on this season. I think we're sort of capitulated in what we've seen in Liverpool's performance last night against Chelsea. I did not expect Liverpool to come out the blocks in the way that they did and play the way that they did. You were obviously out and about and got to see a few people and spend time in the atmosphere. But what did what did you make of the game? Yeah, I was to say, you know, after what, 42 minutes with 3-0 it's just kind of reminiscent of Liverpool over the last two years. You know, we've been missing it really over lockdown, to be honest. And it's just reminiscent of Liverpool kind of bombard, blowing teams away. Before, and it's over before it started, really. Mm. And it, that's what we did against Chelsea. It was 5-3. And I know, you know, there's lots of there's lots of little subplots within the game. But 
I mean, see when Arnold scored that free kick, I mean, it was almost identical to Crystal Palace, wasn't it? Yeah. And I was just looking at that like, wow. I mean, someone made a good point to me um, last night. I was speaking to a few friends. And someone said, because it's been... I'll tell you what, actually, it was Dan Doctor, a friend of ours, actually. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, it's the, 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 the quality of football in the team since lockdown, after lockdown, hasn't been great. They've kind of got by. But he made a very good point that the football itself, in, in general, not just Liverpool, hasn't been that great. But what happens, because people haven't been as fast and as furious as they normally are, uh, sorry, haven't been as fast and as furious as they normally are, little bits of individuality and talent kind of shine through because you, you can't teach that, you can't train that. And you just look at the way Arnold put that ball down and he just, he put it in the top in. I feel sorry for the lad now because every time he gets a free kick, if he doesn't put the top in, it's going to be like, oh, you know, and it's just, it just goes to show that little bit of quality. Um, have to say, absolutely buzzing for Firmino to get a goal as well. What a ball by Arnold for that. See that there? I don't care what anyone says about goals from the halfway line and these team goals but to see a ball whipped with that amount of whip from Alexander Arnold on the move and Firmino to it was just a I mean just let's talk about that goal for one second I mean, that goal from Firmino the cross from Arnold wasn't that just like it reminds me back in the old days like Alan, Alan Shearer you know it was like a perfect goal that you you know I love to see you know in between the two defenders and you know wasn't it just great yeah, and I know that he's had a, a few different um, comparisons over the season, but it was very much, and I said it to my wife when we were watching it last night, it was very much Beckham-esque. That the, free, the, the whipping it in, like you're just seeing the turn on the ball as soon as it left his foot. You always have that moment, if you watch crosses generally coming in, you watch a cross and it will leave the ground, it goes straight, and then it starts to turn, it starts to drift towards the end. The second he released that ball from his foot, it was going sideways. It was already turning. The, the absolute spin he put on that ball was unreal. And to whip it around the back of the defence, straight into the path of Firmino, it was going nowhere else except into the back of the net. It, and I think the the cross made it look easier than what it is. And I think that's the reality. The cross made it look like, yeah, Firmino's getting his head on it and it's going into the back of the net. To, to head a ball with that much spin and to direct it into the net is a hard job to do. And you've seen so many people miss them throughout the season. So to watch him put it in like that, it was it was a quality team goal. Finished off amazingly. Like. It was just perfect. And to see Firmino get a goal you know, after not scoring at Anfield this season in, in the league. Yeah. It was just, yes, it's done. You, know, you can never be held now as a player that didn't score home in the league. There's, there's another player that, you know, the, the year that we won the league. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it was one of those performances where we went 3-0 and then we just got a little bit kind of, Complacent to me, see that scrappy goal before half time. Um, Giroud, he's been on fire, got that. Um, mm. Second half, it was kind of just end to end a wee bit. Um, I mean, about a shout out for Kaita's goal as well. Kaita is a weird one because um, I just would love to see him next season get a not be injured and just be you know get in get in the team. And it can, when he shows moments like that, wow. Um, second half, yeah, good to see you get a goal. Bit frustrating for Salah, you know he's a little bit greedy as usual and all these things. But um, at the end of the day, the last game um, at Anfield where we won, we won the league, we won it, and I think that that's what mattered. It would have been tarnished a little bit if we lost it, you know. Um, and it just goes to show that when we have to turn up and, and, and put a performance in, we've still got it, you know. Yeah, and I think that was the thing is that yeah, as you said, and we spoke was in the previous pod, didn't we? The last thing you want to do is be lifting the trophy after getting smashed four 0 or something. 
And I think the players knew that. And Klopp said about it in his interview afterwards. He said about the fact that he said to the players, he said, we've already won it. We're going to lift the trophy. He said, but if you want to lift it happy, you put the graft in on the pitch. And the boys did. They turned up and they wanted to go out in style. And that's what we've done. And it was a, it was a, it was a Liverpool performance that we've got used to seeing this season. Uh, I think we went 3-0 up. Yes, we started coasting a bit. And yes, Chelsea came back into the game a little bit. But I, I never, ever felt like we were going to lose that game. Like I always felt, even when Chelsea were scoring, I always felt, because the commentators were saying, oh, we might we might get it up back to, to three all here or to four all. And it's like, I, I just always felt like we just had that extra gear to just go in and get goals. And Oxley chamberlain proved that. He came off the pitch, runs through, smashes in a goal. And we had that all night. As you said, the only one was Salah. And I think, as a, as a thought when I was watching it last night, I think he wanted it too much. And yes. that was the thing. He wanted that 20th goal of the season to be able to get it three seasons on the bounce. And you could tell just nerves hit him a little bit that he was thinking, I'm not going to get this here. And it was, it was obviously summed up in that, that one where he broke through the back line one-on-one yeah, with the keeper and he, and he, and he missed it off his left foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just sort of scuffed the shot. And that was sort of classic what Salah was like all night. And it was just, I think it was just because he wanted it too much. And I think everything settled down now. I think if he plays in the last game against Newcastle, I'm, like, I'm very confident that he will get it. Um, but, like as I said, it doesn't take away anything from the performance from front to back. The whole team were, were quality. Back line was really good. Gomez was back to his usual form, playing really, really well. Uh, Van Dijk looked like he didn't even break a sweat throughout the game. Robertson, unreal. Like that that goal. Um, it, was Ch- it was Chamberlain's goal, wasn't it? Yeah, Robertson whipped yeah. it through to Chamberlain. That run on the left-hand side, to be that deep into a game and to make a run like that. Like I'm surprised he didn't pull cramp and I'm surprised he didn't fall over. Um, amazing run finished off with a with a quality cross, uh, and as I said, the only thing that came close to spoiling the night was Pulisic coming on for Chelsea. Was just he's, he's a different level of player, isn't he, Pulisic? Yeah. Um, he looked really, really good. Yeah, I mean, at that stage, I uh, I can't remember. Lot, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a story for another day. But yeah, I can't remember Oxley and Jim Stone, and I was happy for him because. Since lockdown, he's not had a great time, has he? He was good. He was probably one of our best players before lockdown. But afterwards, he just he hasn't really been on it, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, no, we won it. We did it in style, you know. Um, not really much to say, except for at least we know that the day that we lifted the Premier League, we won. And Chelsea aren't no gimme. They're a good team as well. They've got stuff to fight for. And we kept the integrity of the league. Uh, mm. We did our job. And uh, I mean, they just did it. I'm sure people listening I've seen it like the wee argument between Lampard and the the, the sideline of all yeah. the put up. Did you see it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, next thing you know, um, Arnold just puts in the top in. <laughs> I know this is that that was the sort of turn and moment of the game, wasn't it? Is that you sort of was watching that? It was in fairness, I I would very much say that it wasn't a foul. Uh, I think Mane done well to bounce off the challenges, and um, but the one challenge that probably wasn't a foul was the one that he went down on. Um, yeah. And you just knew you were, you kind of like you seen the kicking off on the sideline. You thought to yourself, "Do you know what? I think he's going to put this in, and Chelsea's heads are going to go down." And that's kind of what happened. Arnold put it in. Chelsea kind of lost the heads a little bit, and it was just game over for them. And defensively, they just didn't look all that good. I do think next season they'll be in with a shout though, um, along with probably um, United, Man um, City. Um, next season's going to be. I mean, we'll 
allude to it next podcast, you know, in the season review, I'm sure, and uh, in our season two of the pod. But next season is going to be interesting because, you know, Chelsea can't have really recruited well since the um, since he got the transfer ban with the youngsters and they've got a good nucleus of a squad. And I just think you look at Giroud there, starting, scores, Abraham come off the bench, scores. You're sitting there and you're like, you know, they're a good team and they will I think they will challenge so it was, in the in the end it was a really good victory um, and a, vic- a victory over Chelsea that maybe in years gone by you would have taken any type of victory so we, we, we're going against Chelsea these days and now we're going to beat them and, and people forget you know people got short memories it was probably three four years ago that Chelsea were winning the league and they were the favourites to beat Liverpool so yeah. the you know, season gone by any type of win especially 5-3 win at Anfield we would have We've had so many, you know, matches against them that have been tight. That I'm buzzing. We beat them, and that's what matters. You know, that's that simple, I suppose. Yeah, I think any team, and we talked, we we spoke last season about City and City sort of drifting off a little bit. I know City still won the league, um, but City looking like they were, they had a few chinks in the armor because they lost Fernandinho yeah. in the midfield, and to lose a key player in any team is always difficult. And you think Chelsea. Of only it was only last summer that they lost Aiden Hazard, so to lose a player of yeah. that type of caliber and to still come back in the way that they have, they lost the manager, they lose key players like that, uh, and to come back in the way that Frank Lampard built that team to be as solid as they are, as you said, I think with a little bit of recruitment during the summer and Frank's going about it the right way, he's recruiting good personalities, he's recruiting a good team mentality, um, yeah. adding in a bit of young lads and a bit of experience. Uh, and I think I can see Chelsea really doing well. And as you said, there were no pushover. We, were, we weren't going into that game going, oh, yeah, everyone's expecting you to beat Chelsea. Chelsea looked solid. Chelsea only just came off the back of a, an FA Cup victory that they, that they absolutely destroyed. Um, and they looked, United, they looked yeah. a solid team, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think we've we done well to turn them in the way that we did, to play as well as we did. Um, and I was also just finishing off. I was also glad. I think I was sort of. I might have been one of many people shouting from the sidelines, hoping that Jurgen Klopp brought on Curtis Jones for him to yeah. get that fifth cap. Because I didn't realise until the start of the game that he, he only had four. the four. Um, yeah. So I was glad to see him come on. But also, I mean, I thought Lallana was in the bench as well. I was. I thought it was set up for him to kind of make his last appearance at Anfield. I thought that was a bit of a shame. But I, I heard the commentator saying I thought it was a good point. Um, that, the game was that close at the end, even though there was a goal or two. He didn't have no time for sentiment. He threw, he made the substitutions as if it meant something, which just yeah. shows the integrity of Jürgen Klopp. Like we were saying about Henderson, weren't we? Being on the bench and just coming on for a few minutes. But as Jürgen Klopp said, he doesn't just hand them out. So the likes of Curtis Jones and your Williamses and boys like that, they're not, they're not in the team through sentiment. They're in the team because they've earned the right. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, and as I say, I mean, I would like to see Admiral Lana get a wee, a wee um, cameo against Newcastle, but whether it happens or not, um, it's another thing. You know, I'm, I always remember a few years ago when we got the Champions League final, 2007, and uh, Fowler didn't even make the squad, which was, you know, sad really, but that's football, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's ruthless, you know? It is, that's the thing, is, it, is, is that we, we've touched on it a few times since coming back from lockdown, is that we need to remember that football is predominantly a business and you can't necessarily have sentiment in games when you know that there's the potential that you're going to drop points um, and at the end of the day, points mean prizes, uh, as the old game show used to say. Um, so yeah, but I think, as you said, touching on that, it, it alludes to the fact of how good I think Curtis Jones is 
and how pivotal he's going to be in integrating into that first team squad next season. And um, Jurgen Klopp didn't bring him just yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a new shirt number. He's got a five-year deal, and he, he didn't come on yesterday just because Jurgen Klopp wanted him to get his fifth cap. Otherwise, he would have been playing Harvey Elliott more and, and different things like that. But he, he's playing Curtis Jones because Curtis Jones, to be fair. And since watching him up close, since coming back from lockdown, he looks a proper player. And I think next season he's going to have a real push for going into that midfield and showing what he can do. Yeah. He's quality. He's absolutely quality. Um, you can just see the way he plays football. That he's, 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 not, he's, he's got something about him, hasn't he? He's got talent. Mm. Um, and I think he's one to watch. It's hard, though, because I don't want to compare him to no one. Cause it, I don't want to kill him before he's even started. You yeah. know, um, there's a couple of players I've seen him. Um, I'm not going to mention the names. Um, one was a, a, a scout legend, and another one's a South American. Um, and I don't want to kind of, but you know, I'm going to say it. It's a and I don't. I really do believe this, but I don't want to. I don't want to kind of put him on a pedestal and then be chatting about him in three years' time. Yeah, when he's at Brentford on the bench, you know what I mean. I, I really, really think. He, <laughs> I really think he's got, he's got a little bit of Gerard and a little bit of Coutinho in him. He gets a but he reminds me more of Coutinho, but. I see the Gerard in him where he's one of them where he's disappointed if he just makes the wrong pass. You used to see mm. it in Gerard's face. He, he was disappointed. And I see that in Jones. Um, I also see the Casino where he kind of, he gets the ball with like the outside of his right foot and he controls it that way. Yeah. And he's just, I think, I'm going to make a predict- prediction. I think, maybe not next season, but the season after, I think he could be a regular starter at Anfield. Um, a, reg- a regular Playing this Liverpool team, um, and I think he, you know, he's obviously scout, so he's obviously qualified for England. I'd say he's got a big England future as well. I mean, you don't make appearances for Liverpool as good as this team is now without being the real deal. Um, he's already got a Premier League goal, so he's got that off his back. Mm. Um, and yeah, I agree, Danny. I think he's going to be a real, real, real player for Liverpool in the future. Um, but I just don't want to jinx him, you know. Yeah, no, he looks confident. He looks good. He reminds me of like. A Gerard when he when he first broke onto the scene, and that Gerard yeah. was the type of player. He was a young lad. Uh, I think Jamie Redknapp spoke about it in interviews and says, with the young lads, you'd expect them to come in and just two touch football, take it, take a touch, pass it off to someone else, pass it off to one of the professionals, let them do the job, and you're just happy to be there. But Gerard never was. He came on. He was prepared to bully people. He wanted to be the best. He was prepared to go through anyone. And Curtis Jones looks the same. You've seen him come on in, in professional games. And he's not just there just to take a couple of touches. He's running at boys. He's shouting at boys. I think the last game that he was on playing, uh, he started kicking off at Sadio Mane for not playing a proper pass to him and stuff. And you think, that boy's the real deal if he's prepared to go out there and, and do that. Um, yeah. So I think I think he's got a good it's, future there. It's just dangerous, isn't it, when me and you said, like, Sir Gerard and I said, Coutinho, it's, you just, it's just dangerous. You know, I, you don't want to say stuff like that. But you, I, know, and I think people listening know where we're coming from. Yeah. But you don't want to be, you know, if he ends up, if he ends up making fifty appearances for the pool in his whole career, that's, that's better than most. He's already mm-hmm. a European and Premier League champion, you know. Um, but yeah, definitely one to watch, and I don't think he's not one that's going to go out on loan. I think he's going to be part of the squad for sure next season, and I think he'll uh, he'll make more appearances, you know. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. And speaking of appearances, and speaking of team lineups and stuff like that, we have got one more game left. Uh, of our current season. Now, I think we've got to be honest and say the chances are it's not going to be the most watched game on Sunday. There's a lot of different games going on on Sunday. Yeah. You're looking at Chelsea Wolves still battling for European places. 
Um, you've got Arsenal, Watford. Watford have still got a chance of going down. Yeah. Uh, along Definitely with the yeah, along with the West Ham Aston Villa game, it's going to be a big one to be able to watch as well. West Ham mm-hmm. have still got an outside chance of going down. Like yeah. I think they've got to, they've got to concede sixteen goals or something, but still got an outside chance. But you, but obviously if they win, Villa Villa are relegated. Um, yeah. Watford have still got a chance. You've still got all these different games going on. Leicester United, another one. Is going to be a big Champions League clash there for who's going to get that place. Yeah. Um, so there's loads of different games happening, but Liverpool are obviously playing Newcastle on Sunday um, away in Newcastle. So how how do you think it's going to go? Obviously, Super Sunday is always a big day, and especially with the relegation battle. Yeah. Well, how do you think Liverpool's... We'll talk about Liverpool first of all. How do you think it's going to go? Let's just get beaten, finish on 96 points. <laughs> you know, easy. Everyone listening can see why I've said that. Um, no, honestly, how does it going? It's not going to be a classic. I don't know what lineup he's going to play. Um, unless Salah scores like five, I don't see him getting golden boots. So I don't see him being like particularly loyal to the starting eleven. Um, honestly, honestly, Danny, it's one of them games where you just like Newcastle are the type of team that kind of I don't think the defense is great. They kind of just you know end to end. Yeah. You know, and what they do, I think when they scrap results out, they just stick 11 men behind the ball and play for the draw. With the greatest respect to Steve Bruce, he deserves the respect because he's been around the Premier League for years. You know, he's played at United and he's managed it with like Birmingham's and you know, he's done decent jobs. But I just don't see a game that's going to be very... I just don't think Newcastle have got that much quality in the team, to be honest with you. And as for Liverpool, it's like, with all the partying that's gone on and stuff again, it's like... What, what what Liverpool are going to turn up? What team is Klopp even going to play? Um, it's it's a, it's a bit of a it's a really really hard one to call. It's almost like a no one will want to get injured. There's nothing to play for. Um, I know what I would do, Danny. Actually, thinking about it, I would just I would play the likes of Joneses and Elliots and um, Williams and, and boys like that, and just give them a chance to play. Altogether, see how good they really are. You know, fill it with experience. You know, you even give the likes of your man um, and Lonigan a game. Lonigan a game, sorry. You mm. know, just to say he's played for Liverpool in the Premier League. Um, I can't see it happening because the way Klopp is. But honestly, honestly, don't want to call it. Um, obviously, I see Liverpool winning, but <laughs> who your Klopp's even going to play? I don't know because it really is a meaningless game. I've never known a more meaningless game in my life. It's so, you know, it's not. Like, Newcastle can affect anything really, or Liverpool. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Newcastle, Newcastle, if they win, they don't even move in the table. Stay in the same place. The only way they can move in the table is if Crystal Palace beats Spurs. Spurs have got a lot more to play for than Crystal Palace, so I can't see, like, I can't see anything other than a Spurs win, which means that I think like Newcastle win or lose, stay in the same place, and us win or lose, we stay in the same place. So it is very much a nothing game. I don't see I don't see many tackles in the game, people you know, flying in for tackles. Um, but you know, on a serious note, play Jones, play Williams, you know, play Miramino, give him a chance. Mm. Play um play maybe a Rigi Cubby as last of the play give Alana as we five minutes to the end. You no, know, do those things, but as I say, if me and you were that good at um at, you know, discussing football and that good at you know judging what we should do, um, we'd be we wouldn't be sitting on a podcast. We'd, we'd be managing a Premier League team at the end of the day. That's the <laughs> job, isn't it? And uh, I'm sure he'll treat, the, treat it with, with respect. At the end of the day, we haven't got that long until the next season. So, um, also, also, I can hope for plenty of goals. So, when we do our you know, 
final review of the last game of the season, we're not sitting there going, well, it wasn't a classic, we won't remember that one, you know? But then we've been spoiled because the last game was 5-3. So it's like, I remember a few years ago, Gerard's last game, Stoke away, we got beat like 5-1 or something. So I don't want that to happen. Mm. You know, it's very easy where everyone just switches off and Newcastle playing Liverpool, they just want to scope for the champions, you know? So I don't want that to happen. Um, I'm going to go 2-0, just because I think it'll be a bit of a scrappy game it doesn't really matter and I don't think it's going to be a lot of highlights in it um, yeah. it depends what, you know, it depends what defence club plays as well it's so hard to say I really don't want to say anything because I just don't know it's one of them games where I wish we could do this like an hour before kickoff and see what lineups going to be played because you'd have a better idea then yeah, yeah what about I you? Think, I think it's going to be interesting yeah as you said I think uh, it's hard to know. Salah's sitting on 19 goals at the minute. Jamie Vardy's sitting on 23 as top goal scorer at the minute. You He's mean, not going to get four. Yeah, exactly. And 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 that's for hoping that Jamie Vardy doesn't score in a game that that Leicester really need to win. to win. So let so Jamie Vardy's going to be going all out to try and get goals. He's on a goal scoring streak at the minute, doing really really well. So you're looking for potentially for Salah to have any chance. And Sadio Mane sitting on 17. You've, you're looking at, at Salah having to score seven or eight goals in a game. And, and that's just not going to happen. Even against the worst team in the Prem, you're not going to get seven or eight goals against them uh, just with one player. So I think that's going to be out of the question. But I do think that Salah and Mane will push to want to play because they'll want to try and get to that 20-goal mark. Yeah. Um, so I can see, I think, and then Jürgen Klopp, and I think when we've watched Jürgen over the seasons... One of the things that we always see is that he's a big fan of momentum. He doesn't want to lose a game at the end of the season and go into the new season knowing that they got beaten in the previous game. He, he likes to finish strong. Um, yeah. So I think, as you said, I think he's going to have a mix. And I think one of the things, obviously, that we haven't seen for a long time in a Liverpool squad is that we have a full squad of players that are decent. We're not going. like This is the starting eleven, and anyone else that plays isn't going to be all that good. If he brings on Minamino and he plays Milner in the midfield and he starts Curtis Jones, there's nothing wrong with that. If he if he brings Joel Matip on instead of Gomez, you're still looking at quality players that are going to be on the pitch. So I think Klopp will make some changes, but I think he will keep. I think the likes of Mane and Salah will stay on. I think the likes of Allison will stay on. I think the likes of Van Dijk will stay on, uh, and he'll look to just mix do think, up. Uh, do you think Dejan Lovren will play? Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, in Dejan Lovren's farewell game, he will get a he will get a run. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's because it's his farewell game. Um, but again, it wouldn't be surprising if we see Lovren get a run out. He's he's not injured. There's nothing wrong with him. I don't see why Klopp wouldn't change it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so hard to tell, isn't it? I mean, in a, in a season where you know Liverpool most seasons, if they've had a decent season, playing between fifty and sixty games. Very rarely do you have a game like this where it just means absolutely nothing at all. Mm. And as I say, for sentiment and sentiment only, I almost wouldn't mind finishing on 96 points. Yeah, and I think I, I agree with you, to be honest. I think you look at it and you, 96 points has significance because of Liverpool's history and because of everything that's happened. I think 96 has significance. We go up to 99 and all you think when you see 99 is, ah, oh, so close. It's not 100. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it, it's not—it's not us wishing Liverpool to be to to be beat. It's just a, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It'd just be looking nice, ninety-six points rather than ninety-nine, you know. Um, 
but at, at, at the end of the day, if I had to pick, I could see Liverpool winning because at the end of the day, I haven't seen a lot of Newcastle. Um, I do have a soft spot for them, as I mentioned in previous pods, yeah. but they just don't have the quality. You know, Shelby, he's one of them boys that has maybe a game of his life, one in 30 games. Is that going to be against Liverpool? I don't know. You know, the boys up front never seem to score. Andy Carroll's played the whole season out to score, and, you know, yeah. I, I just, will he come back and haunt us? I don't know. Um, it's a game of football. But it'll probably be one of them. I'll be flicking between maybe Leicester and United. I might have a, I might get a half half Liverpool and Leicester jersey just to, uh, <laughs> just to annoy a few United boys, you know. Um, but yeah, Danny, we, we there's very little we can say because it's it's so it's like it's almost like a preseason film. It's like who's he going to play? You know, are the other team going to turn up? Um, but what I will say is they have to take it serious because then they Newcastle are going to want to get a, a victory against Liverpool. They're going to want it on the. You know, on the CV that they beat the champions, um, and in that alone, it means that they'll be up for it. So we have to be, we have to respect that every team in the Premier League is a, is a decent side, and yeah. um, you know, we have to show them, you know, respect. As I've said, um, and we have to, we have to, whatever the team may be, we have to put on performance because then they just still be millions of fans across the world watching Liverpool, and that's the way it is. Exactly, yeah. And as you said, it's one of those that we don't wish that Liverpool will lose. But if we finish on 96, then I think people aren't going to be gutted about that. Um, it was either the record or bust. And I think we'll be happy enough. As you said, I think both teams will be confident. They've got nothing to play for. So there's nothing to be nervous about. I think there will be changes. I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a 2-1 Liverpool. Because I think Newcastle, they've got, they've got a couple of little... Pockets of decent players, and and you've got Saint Maximin up front, who's who's come into form since he, back he is good. He is good. He is good. Yeah, and, and armor on, and you know you've got um, Shelby as well. As I said, mentioned Shelby there, but he, he he does have a bit of quality in him, but it just doesn't. It doesn't. It's like when he played at Liverpool, he was one game he was brilliant, and then he wouldn't see him for ten. Yeah. And, and that's so. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's gonna be. I don't see it being like a five 0 Liverpool anyway. No, but I think Liverpool will make enough changes that Newcastle will get a goal. But I think I, I think he will start Mane, Mane and Salah, and I think they'll be hunting to try and get goals. So I'm going to go two one Liverpool, uh, and we'll see how it goes. But before we move on, because we're going to do our discussion in a minute, which we'll touch on this because we're going to discuss a little bit about Adam Lallana um, and maybe even a few other boys that might be leaving at the end of this season. If we think he should play them uh, in this final game and what we've made of Adam Lallana's Liverpool career. Um, but what what are you going to make of the rest of the games that are going on in the league? As we said, there's still a relegation battle, uh, and I was just looking there. It's literally between Aston Villa and Watford, um, the relegation fight. So who do you think is going to go down? Who do you think is going to get the Champions League places? How do you think it's going to pan out on Sunday? I'm going to go, just to, again, kind of going through sentiments, because of all the years of watching Leicester and Aston Villa in the league, I think Villa are going to, because they got that victory against Arsenal. Mm. Um, they were very unlucky they were beating Everton and conceding a 90th-minute goal. Um, and I just think the Villa will stay up because they're a big club to sleep in giants so I think Villa will stay up in the Premier League um, and I fancy I'm not just saying this because it's United but I really do think that Leicester will beat United last game of the season because at the end of the day um, I think Leicester have got more quality I think United have been a good run and fair play to them but I just think Leicester have got if you, if you go man for man on the team they've got more season players United have a lot of young boys and no doubt on the quality, but I just think the Leicester have the players that have been there and done it. Is where United kind of have boys that have got great potential, mm. but they haven't been there and done it. And uh, as I say, I, I look at the plus example over the years. You know, we had to lose. I think losing in the Champions League final against Real Madrid a few years ago for Liverpool 
was probably one of the best things that's ever happened on the clock. You know, I'm getting beaten in the finals as well. Yeah. So you look at Leicester, they've got a lot of those players in that team have been there and done it. And I fancy that they'll beat United. So yeah, Villa to stay up and Leicester to qualify for the Champions League. And how times have changed Liverpool champions and United fighting out for top four. It is literally <laughs> a complete and utter role reversal from how it used to be, isn't it? Oh, it really is. It's it's completely flipped on its head, hasn't it, really? And um, yeah, it's it's not even a top four battle at the minute. I said, if United get beat by Leicester, United in Europa League again. And Liverpool, for a number of seasons, were, were the same in that whole battling for the Europa League. Um, so they're top seven team. Um, I, I honestly think if United get top four this season, it's a little bit of a travesty because I think United have had a poor season all in all. They've grinded out points, but generally they haven't played well and they haven't looked all that good as a team. Um, and I think the break almost helped them because it's helped their players to be able to come back from injuries and that's given them the boost going into this last part of the season, being able to get Pogba back, being able to get Rashford back, different things like that. Um, but I'd love to see I'd love to see Leicester beat them. I think Leicester have played well enough, and it's not even just from a, a hatred of Man United point. Though obviously that that does uh, that does help. But, <laughs> but I think Leicester Leicester have been really good this season. The team that they've got have the team that they've got, and again to lose Harry Maguire um, at the start of the season, and they nobody thought anything of Leicester. I think everybody, if you asked them, sort of like this yeah. time last year, they would have said, "Oh, Leicester, I'd be happy with a top 10. That's a quiet little. That's a quiet little subplot that I forgot about there. You know, Maguire, you know, chose to leave Leicester to go to United, mm-hmm. and the irony is, all that money he could end up playing Europa League football, and you know, Wes Morgan playing Champions League football. You know, so that's 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 an interesting little subplot, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how he performs against his old team in a game that really, really matters. Um, yeah. But I think I think Leicester deserve on the on the merits of how they played this season. I know they haven't been great since coming back. Um, from this whole lockdown, but I think throughout the season, I think Leicester deserve the place. So I'd love to see Leicester win and see them get into that top four, um, along with Chelsea and City, and obviously ourselves. And if I'm being completely honest, and just because this is a podcast and we can be completely honest, Watford play the most boring football I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, well, staff managers like every ten minutes. It's it's, it's it's what a joke of a football team, no harm. Yeah, they've gone through three managers this season, and it's because the the owner is just wanting to see a certain style of football. Danny, I understand that it's boring football that they play. They actually have four managers this season. It's ridiculous, isn't it? That it's, they. It's just. It's. I, mean, well, well, I just. It's a joke. It's absolutely like imagine like what, if you're you're Troy Dean here now. I don't know what we're, we're going to talk a little bit about Lallana. I don't want to go on it all night, but I mean, Troy Deeney, like he's a captain of football club. We've seen him come up from Championship, scored a vital goal, that famous goal where he beat Leicester and they've come in the Premier League. And, you know, he's gone through about 12 managers or something. It's just an absolute <laughs> joke, you know? And, and they've got good players. You like see Danny Welbeck and your Tom Cleverleys and um, Delafeu in times gone by. But they're mm. just an absolute. I've no respect for them whatsoever. Plus, they did, they did, um, they did beat us and, and kill our unbeaten record as well. <laughs> That's the reason to hate them, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think them losing Delafeu has been a big blow to them. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that they've lost so many managers this season and the the director obviously wants to see a certain style of football and he's prepared to just sack managers for it. Um, but they do play boring football. 
They're not good to watch. Troy Deeney would be the only reason why I'd want them to have a chance. But I think Troy Deeney deserves to be in a better team than what he than what he's in. I think he's just loyal to the club. But yeah, I'd love to see Villa stay up. I think it's the type of it's the type of game with the type of circumstances that I think if Villa were to lose this game, it would be a long time before they came back up again into the Premier League because they will yeah. they'll lose a lot of key players. I think a lot of big teams will be looking for Jack Grealish during the summer. Yes. Um, and I think if the, if Villa stay in the Prem, they keep Grealish. I think if they don't stay in the Prem, I think they'll have a lot of their top players picked off during the summer, um, and it'll become it'll become difficult for Villa. So yeah, I'm the same as you. I'd love to see Villa stay up, and I'd love to see Leicester get into that Champions League. But it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting Sunday of football. It's good that there's still so much to play for, which is a nice a nice positive. That's good. Yeah. Now, we're going to move on to be able to do our discussion on uh, Adam Lallana. We're going to have a look about what uh, he is all about. Uh, we're going to take a quick break first. And we just want to thank you all so much for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. So, yeah, um, we, we were discussing... Um, the end of the season, we're discussing a few players and stuff, um, and obviously it's it's common knowledge that Adam Lallana's going to leave us. Um, me and Danny are going to discuss some of our feelings on it, but I'm just going to go through a few statistics, you know, of Adam Lallana at Liverpool. Hmm. So he signed in 2014. Um, he's made 128 league appearances, scoring 18 goals. He joined for 25 million. It doesn't seem a lot, 25 million these days. Not but now, yeah. In 2014, it was a lot. Um, his appearances, so it's interesting. I was looking at this, um, thank God for Wikipedia. So he signed in 2014, and in the first season, he made 27 Premier League appearances. The second season, 30. The third season, 31. Um, if I do remember correctly, that was under Brendan Rodgers. Um, but in the last three seasons, 17-18, oh, he made 12 appearances in the Premier League. 18-19, um, he made 13. And then this season, he's made 15 appearances. Um, his, his most famous was probably the goal against United. Um, but I mean, I'm looking at his total amount of appearances, including cup games 41 um, and 6 was his first season, second season 49 and 7, third season 35 and 8, um, four, fourth season was 15 and 0, um, last season was 16 and 0, and then this season um, was 22 and 1. Which I was saying to you, Danny, it's quite surprising that Adam Lallana's made 20. Two appearances this season for Liverpool because he really has been on periphery of things, hasn't he? But I do remember just just to get in there at the beginning of the season, Klopp was playing them in like a like the Fabinho role, wasn't he? Yeah, um, and he looked promising. Um, all I can say, um, I think he's been a good servant, and I was gutted he didn't get on against Chelsea. I hope he does against Newcastle. Um, but yeah, I mean, first of all, when you think of Adelaide, Danny, is he? Has he lived up to his potential, and is, has he been a good servant, or is he another one like you know? If you look in the past, the likes of Daniel Sturridge's, where has he has he been a bit of a letdown? What, what what do you think, Danny? It's an interesting one. I think people will be a little bit divided on this. Um, for me, as you said, first of all, like before we get into it, before we give our own opinions, I think I, I hope he does come on against Newcastle. I think he deserves that. Uh, I think he deserves to get that appearance and to sort of say his goodbye, although the fans won't be there, to be able to say his goodbyes and sort of sign off in the right way. Um, but for me personally, Lallana has been a great... When he was at Southampton, he was great and he showed so much quality. Um, 
But for me, he's, he's a little bit like Jack Wilshere. He's just he's never lived up to what he should be. He's, he's had, what, nearly 200 appearances for Liverpool for, in the Premier League as a whole. He's had nearly 200 appearances, got 30 goals. For me, for an attacking midfielder, you'd be expecting that almost, not on a season basis, um, but you'd be expecting far, far more out of 200 appearances from a, from what you would expect to be a top-level midfielder. Attacking midfielder plays in a similar role to, to Mo Salah. Um, you'd be, I'd be expecting far more from him. And I've felt that he's just been a little bit of a, a letdown on all. I know injuries haven't helped him, but as I said, if you look at the stats, was 196 appearances all in all across the Premier League. To only get 30 goals in that many appearances, like, I think he should have really been doing far better. And I can see why Liverpool aren't keeping him on. Yeah, I mean, it's one of them that, again, it's, it's a valid opinion. Mm. I think at the time we signed him, um, he was very stylish and he was like almost like they would call him like, you know, he was very like Iniesta and he had touches that were. I mean, even even to this day, he is, see that drag back that he does with the back of his foot? Yeah. And he's the only, and we all know it's like the law and it's, it, it, he makes it look so easy. Um, now, for me, I think he's been quality. Um, and could to overcome the injuries that he's had. Um, I can't remember exactly what injuries he's had at the top of my head. Um, but he's overcome some sessions. He's always come back and he's always he's always put a shift in for the team. Um, for all I know, he's great in the um, great in the dressing room. Um, he's got 33 England caps. I mean, you don't get 33 England caps this day and age unless you're, you're a decent player, you know. Hmm. Um, I would like to see him go somewhere and be appreciated and play him week in, week out. Because at the end of the day, to still make the appearances he's made over the last two or three seasons on the Klopp, it goes to show his quality. And I think Jürgen Klopp said to him, um, he was there at the very beginning when Klopp came in. Um, him, Hendo, um, Lucas would have been. I know he went a couple of years ago and stuff, but um, he was one of the originals of Klopp. He was in his, he played. He started in his first Klopp's ever game. So from that level, um, he's been a great servant, and I think he'll be welcome back at the club. Um, I get what you're saying. He probably should score more goals. Um, but I don't think you take away the quality he's had. He's set up lots and. He's changed games. He's got some famous goals, notably United this season. Hmm. Um, and he's one of what, what, what I admire about um, Admiral Alana is he's been on the bench probably the last three years, more more or less. And it just seems like he's he's angry to be on the bench, but he's not going to like um, cause divides in the team, yeah. you know. And, and that's why I think he's probably got the threes at Liverpool. Um, and at the end of the day, he's he's walking away from Liverpool, a European champion, you know. Uh, a Premier League champion, a World Club champion, you know, and, and a, a, a Super Cup champion. Mm. And um, when it when his career is done and said, he'll look back at that and it's, he's been successful. And I still think he'll do it. He's got a he'll do a decent job for a team. You know, he's thirty two. Um, I think because he's never really had a lot of pace. Let's be honest. I think he'll do a pretty decent job in the Premier League. Um, or he might get a big payoff in America. Who knows? You know, <laughs> <laughs> go off to China for a couple of seasons or something. Yeah, well, he's he's, he's got the. No one can doubt he's got the quality, but it's the same with Studs. It's just injuries, isn't it, Danny? I mean, it's just a shame, really. I, I have nothing bad to say about him, really, to be honest. Yeah, no, I think injuries have definitely hindered him over the seasons. And as you said, he came out of Southampton as a real prospect. And I thought he was going to be when we signed him. I thought we've got a real catch here. Um, 25 million, he's going to do a good job. And as you said, he just hasn't quite lived up to it. But I think a lot of that is because of injuries. And I'm not, I'm never going to look back at Lallana and go, what a waste of money or what a waste of time having him. He's a great player. Yeah. He was great for the club. 
He's scored crucial goals in crucial games, as you said, the Man United being one one of the main ones that we'll always remember. Partially for the goal, partially because he snapped Jürgen Klopp's glasses in the uh, celebration. <laughs> uh, but he was he's he's a good player, and I think he's a great club player. And as you said, I think it was summed up nicely in what you said there. That I think Adam Lallana is the type of person who is a great squad player in a top team, but he he would be a great first team player in a sort of maybe Europa League type team or even a mid-table team. I th- like, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't get into the starting lineup with the likes of Wolves or a, a teams like that. Because I, I don't want to go down and say, oh, like West Ham or even South yeah. back at Southampton because they're all battling relegation. I think he is better than that. And it, But I yeah. think the likes, of, the likes of Wolves or a team like that, I think he would be good at. Um, and I think he's got a couple of seasons left in him. I also think it's good that it's one of them where he's got it's mutual consent. You know, I mean... I still think he could have done a job at Liverpool. I mean, I've still seen flashes this season, last season, that he's got quality. But when he thinks of the people who's on loan, the likes of Harry Wilsons and your, your Ryan Brewsters and you've got Jones coming through, which we've chatted about, um, it's probably just about the right time. And it's good that he's ended as a Premier League champion. Mm. You know, we're chatting there about the likes of your Joneses and your Wilms getting five appearances and becoming Premier League champions. He's got 15 in the, in the league this season, probably going to be 16. And he got that goal against United, you know, and that was, at that time, that was our first game that we, we never won. Yeah. So he started to draw from us, for us. And um, we come in at that back post, he gambled, it shows experience. And so he, he, he's a quality player and all the best. He'll, he'll be, I guarantee that when Adam Alana returns to Liverpool, when he plays some forever club he is at, I guarantee he'll get clapped on the pitch, you know, 100%. Yeah. Um, it's one of them I think what goes against him a little bit is like if you look at Milner you know, a couple of years older than him if he was a bit more versatile he, he might have had a, you know, an extended period of time but what I also think about Lallana is he you know, who knows he might have been off another year so but I think with Lallana he's realised that like, he, he spent three years on the bench more or less at Liverpool yeah. um, and he's done it grace, grace, graciously so I think he's just like Do you know what two three years left in me let's play Yeah. and I think you know he, he's just been a good servant to the club and um it's hard to say legend because it's Liverpool Football Club and and uh, you know you can't you can't just throw the word legend about you know yeah but what I say is he's been a great servant to the club and um, look look at the trophies he's won and he's contributed it's not like he's been you know he's no he's no um, Anderson of United when they win the league or yeah. no players that like have never really contributed the end they Lallana has contributed in every season and the appearances he's made are very respectable at Liverpool Football Club. And um, I'm sure it would have been another 50, 60 more. Who knows how many goals if he didn't get injured. Mm. So um, it just goes to show that he, he warranted, he's, he's warranted his, his medals. Um, he's warranted the game time that he's had. He's got to respect the clock. And if you know he's got to respect the clock, it's good enough for me. Yeah. No, as you said, I think injuries have always hindered him. And it, but I think he's a, he's a good player. I think, as you said, the word legend is, is branded around quite a lot. But you'll look back at him the same way as we look at the likes of uh, um, Mohamed Sissoko when he played at Liverpool and different players yeah. like that. That They were good players and you look back on them fondly, but you're not going to turn around and put them in the same calibre as, as the likes of Gerrard and Fowler and boys like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, as you said, I think he'll be, he'll be well-remembered. He's well-respected and he deserves game time. And and that's the thing is that uh, I find it fascinating that that Jurgen Klopp and I've noticed this across uh, since Jurgen Klopp joined Liverpool is that he manages to to get these players to all feel really mutual about leaving the club 
normally it's always like really hard and it's always a little bit of animosity but everyone's like everyone always is like oh well, yeah no it's all mutual <laughs> consent and yeah like, I'm more than happy with Jürgen no one can you can't upset anyone <laughs> Sacho don't forget about Sacho yeah, well, Sacco was a, <laughs> that was the that was the one. Uh, but you look at the you look at the different players. You look at even like Nathaniel Klein and Alberto Moreno and Carius and all these. I know Carius is still with us, but um, but you look don't at all these boys and like they don't seem to get annoyed with Jurgen Klopp at all. He seems to just no one like he can't be phased, and everyone seems to just love him no matter what. Even if he's kicking you out of a football team, everyone's still like, oh, but he's a nice guy, though, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I mean, at the end of the day, um, Lallana was there from the start, as I've alluded to, and you know, I think Lallana's been a senior member of the squad um, from the start, and at the end of the day, he's been helping Jurgen Klopp probably behind, behind the scenes, and um, just all I can say, keep it very short and sweet, and say good luck to him. At the end of the day, he, 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 he's, he's certainly got a couple of years left in him, at least. I, I, I agree with what you said as well. It's not going to be at like a West Ham or a Watford. It's going to be at like a you know, a Leicester or, you know, a, and even an Arsenal maybe. I know he's linked with Arsenal in the past. It's going to be a team that's better than the table, you know. So, and even if it is, if it is a back to Southampton or something like that, or, or a trip to America, good luck to him. Um, because he's he's certainly one, to, he's one of those players that, you know, lights up a game. Um, and as an attacking player myself, I only wish I had a touch of Adam Lallana, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, hey, as I say, we've said good luck to him and also um, next week is our final podcast um, yep. of the season where we will be doing a, you know, a brief and quick analysis about Newcastle and we'll do a bit of a season review. Um, we might have a couple of guests and uh, we'll just what we'll do is we'll do two sections, the first half of the season and the second half of the season. And we'll, we'll pick out maybe three or four games each that have been big games and we'll discuss them, analyse them and give you a bit of an idea what we're doing next season with our pod but in the meantime thank you so much for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road Sports Social Podcast Network